welcome to this episode of Turkish TV Time. Today we're going to be talking about season three, episode two, which kind of got me like totally back into this series. So I'm very excited to talk about it. If Sophia sounds a little softer today slash doesn't speak up very much, it's because she's being strangled by her giant white James Bond villain cat who has literally sitting on her neck right now. So we'll see how that goes. She's just lying on my chest. She likes to do this. <laughs> um, but I'm she okay. in between no gas and risk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No risk to my life. Just a fluffy cat scarf. <laughs> Is anybody drinking tea today? No, but I did just have a cup of chai. I had a chai latte. We've gotten... I thought that was wine. It looked, very, it looked like it was wine. That no, nice that, was, that was a Coke. Oh. But... <laughs> <laughs> previously i was having some ch- a chai latte yeah so don't cool. don't act like you're fancy you've been having coke all day <laughs> no i swear <laughs> oh god the cat's moving i'm having a rum and coke in a belated toast to joe biden and also to faisal for a perfectly executed revenge move that Cheers. was crazy more on that yeah I'm, yeah drinking the mortality elixir myself (laughs) (laughs) no i i uh, most recently had uh turkish tea uh, a turkish style brewed i feel like those words in some order would make more a different order would make more sense (laughs) black tea brewed in the turkish fashion with the double boiler but i had that like an hour and a half ago so right Mm. now i'm liquidless and also we're terrible with our time She's not evil. She's just you're a very like she's like cat. taking all your oxygen right now. You're not thinking straight. <laughs> now she's growing <laughs> bigger. <laughs> Sophia has completely disappeared have, from yes, the camera. We cannot, we cannot confirm whether Sophia is still with us. I see a hand flailing behind her. <laughs> oh my god! I have like a hairball in my mouth now because she just like put herself. <laughs> okay (laughs) i'm not letting her get on me again yeah sure good luck with we're gonna see sophia like but get pulled down under under the (laughs) wing jaws all right so um now i'm gonna hand it over to sophia once she finishes picking hair out of her mouth to do the recap for this episode you gotta get through the full recap before you know (laughs) You're absorbed. Before Antonia comes back. <laughs> yeah. I'm having a drink just so I can swallow the rest of the hair that I have. In my mouth. <laughs> oh my god, we see her. She's <laughs> coming. <laughs> this episode actually since it's been a while since we did the podcast, I kind of forgot what happened the previous episode, but then I remembered. Um, we had that whole like Balat shootout scene, plague, doctor rescue stuff. So then this, as the as the series loves to do, we have a flashback at first where we have the first protector who looks like Hakan getting the instruments from the Sultan. And the Sultan tells him like, this is your duty. You're like the best raider that we have so i'm assigning you to this duty so that's just i don't know i don't even know why that scene was in there but anyway so 
then we we have a flashback to to the future to the present and there's the tuna station Zeynep and Hakan are coming in and then they find out that uh Faisal and Ruya are on the other side of the tracks and there's this really creepy voice uh that's vizier that says like hi I'm super powerful I'm going to defeat you all and like fuck you basically. um oh and I have Levant and he's just in this train tied up and he's moving back and you'll never find him and I'm going to use him to get my revenge or whatever so of course he tortures Levant because that's a favorite of the immortals so they they can't find Vizier they have no idea where he went and then we go back to the new lair which is like the oracle's house I guess but the oracle isn't around I thought we were going to see her this episode but we didn't and so basically Hakan decides to tell Nissan everything because she's asking a lot of questions and is very confused as to who he is and why he can't get shot and all sorts of things and in the meantime they're trying to research about who this vizier character is and they Zainab finds in an old book that vizier has this weird power where he can make people see themselves and like he can influence people's reflections and that makes people go nuts which whatever but I guess that's his power Um, And he's the leader of the other immortals, which is something that's kind of like a storyline for this whole episode. He's the one giving everyone orders. It's not clear how he manipulated or had anything to do with the events in previous episodes, but except him shooting Levant, of course, but there's not a lot of information we have. So also Zainab is sick. She's coughing blood. So we know she caught this plague, this virus. And I, I don't know where she caught it, actually. That was also my question. So then Zainab and Faisal decide to go see the guy from the previous episode to see if they can get into Balat and try to go to the place they were in last episode, which is they know one of his kind of lairs. And so this guy's like not being friendly at all this episode because last time when they left, there was some sort of shootout and it was chaos and everything went crazy in the neighborhood, apparently, after everyone left. So then we go to our friend, to Ruya, and Ruya is very angry that the vizier is trying to do a power play because she's she wants to be in power and she wants to be in control. Um, so she's just like ranting at Faisal and saying that she's not, like she's not gonna like take it and that they know where he is. So they decide to go to this like old fortress place where they know they know that's vizier's hiding place and they find, um, like a typical TV show, you know those like photos connected by string where like there's some sort of story that they're like piecing together and then they hear vizier run away so they go after him and they fall into this pit like he had prepared a trap for them and basically like they're trapped and as faisal says they're like they're he can just leave them there forever and they'll start rotting slowly but they can be there forever without food or without anything i don't know what the rotting slowly is about um I guess they eventually die, like, in a billion years. So then, oh, so the friend that they went to see, this, this like, smuggler guy from Balat, tells them that he recognizes the symbol for the for vizier, and it turns out that there's this young, like, guy who does graffiti of that symbol all around the city, and he gets paid for it. So we actually don't find out any new information about vizier. And, of course, at that point, Zainab faints and is very sick. So now uh, Hakan needs to go and find a solution. And also Nissan gives Zainab some sort of shot with some sort of something that'll make her feel better for a bit. 
and she has this like weird banter with the friend from last episode which I don't know if it's meant to be like another love interest for Zainab or like some sort of foil character I don't know what's his deal and then also while while Vizier was escaping he decided to burn down all the evidence of his plans and all the stuff he was um, investigating so Ruya and Faisal are like also really angry about that because there's no way that they can find out what went on and also they like apologize to him and he throws down this ladder for them to climb up out of and escape finally so basically at this point in the episode Hakan like knows he needs to find Levant as well as Ruya wants to find Levant and and get her way so they actually both actually didn't really catch how they know where he is but they both end up finding Levant like at the same time and they have of course this very not realistic fight and so they manage well Hakan manages to take Levant and the dagger thank god because he almost lost the dagger again um, because Ria took it out of his hands and then well she uh, he's able to take Hakan uh, to take Levant back to the oracle safe house or whatever and Nisan makes an antidote and gives it to Zainab, so she's cured. Um, so much for that storyline. And then basically Levan says to Hakan, like, I need to leave. Like, I, I've just made your life worse. I know mom and dad are really proud of you. Like, this whole, like, big brother speech, like, I should have been your dad and, like, a bunch of stuff. And, well, he he decides to leave. But then um, Hakan, in, like, a moment of being really nice, like, says you're my brother. If you don't have anywhere to stay, why don't you stay here? And so then, of course, like for some, for plot reasons, Zainab and Nissan like get out of the picture and Zainab goes to show her something, who knows what. And it turns out that, of course, Levant is, Levant had been killed by Vizier and like brought back to life with Vizier's blood. So he's now a Vizier zombie. So he's trying to kill Hakan. Um, and only like right before he's gonna like Hakan is gonna kill Levant well Levant says like oh I had no idea but clearly I've been possessed and so he basically puts the dagger in himself and Hakan is super sad although like it's been a long time coming like they needed to kill Levant a long time ago and so then Hakan goes to the mirror and his reflection starts like speaking as vizier and saying like i'm gonna find you i'm gonna destroy you and i'm gonna win this war and that's like the secret power that i still don't see what use it has but that's the secret power that vizier has and made use of and that's just where the episode ends cannot wait to talk about the secret power i really don't understand it either <laughs> um that's, that's so creepy what what's not creepy about your, your reflection talking at you that would make you go nuts if you felt I mean, like you're if you felt like you were being watched constantly and it was like you talking to you and taunting you that's pretty i think that's scary okay that's a good point i didn't think about the fact that he can like fuck with you when he's not around yeah, I mean, any that's why Faisal was covering up the mirrors because, like, they can be surveilled by oh. any reflective surface. Yeah, okay. I didn't really put that together. 
Yeah, if it was just like Neither a little like, parlor trick, like that's one thing. But they're like, like he is literally like watching you and can like remind you of that. I don't know. I think it's. I think the whole like you're yourself talking to yourself, like the whole like doppelganger stuff, creeps me out too. So that's why. <laughs> yeah, but I think just the example they showed with the little kid was like so funny and like dumb. It didn't convey like the creepiness. Yeah, the- agreed. Yeah. Agreed. It was like, wait, I, the guy is the fruit vendor, and then I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but okay. Anyway, I have to do our intro before we can get into all this. So. Of course, I'm so sorry. <laughs> now we're gonna move into our banter section where we can explore the mirror power in greater detail. Should we is- start with that, or should we go in like chronological order? We could go in chronological order. I have a very maybe stupid question but is it the same actor that's playing the historical okay it is yes clearly with a terrible bald cap and terrible fake hair (laughs) the bald cap is in my what the fucks for the week (laughs) oh you're gonna see so much of that bald cap (laughs) lots of flashbacks classic props people being terrible (laughs) with their lives they probably like found some like wax paper or something. They were like, we can just glue it to his head. <laughs> it's like a Ziploc bag with like some flesh color plastered over it. <laughs> it really is. Why was Hakan freaking out to get Levant back? Well, because they need the blood for the antidote. Yeah. Oh, okay. And they can't, I guess they can't use Hakan's blood. No, they, they mentioned that last episode. It has to be Levant's blood. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. Of how the virus or whatever. I still understand how like blood was used to develop a virus, and now it's like whatever. Don't worry about it. This is not their strong suit. I'm pretty sure the props people also write the script. (laughs) We're just merging these two groups of people. Well, the props people are in charge of writing all the immortal plots. Yes. that's why they're so bad they like find random shit around like their houses and they're like we need to we can only work with this so we need <laughs> to come up with a script that incorporates these objects yeah um anyway the science makes zero sense but if it did make sense then it would like they need his blood because that was the blood that built the disease question sure mark. yeah yeah sure <laughs> that makes sense Right, of course. Don't don't think too hard. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have like a Ramsey Bolton type scene with Levant and Vizier. Oh yeah. He just bleeds him from his ankles. It was very weird. Yeah, and apparently that was enough to kill him, right? What was that? Yeah, like, yeah, right yeah. He died. Yeah, he definitely died. His blood was like very kind of. Uh... Is it high viscosity or low viscosity if it's like dripping like if slowly? Low, like, low viscosity if it was like really liquidy? Like, no, it was the opposite. I thought no, it, was, it like, was very gooey. High viscosity. High viscosity. Well, this poor guy's been bled. Like, literally, that's his that's whole true. character now is just being bled in various scenarios. So <laughs> he doesn't have a lot of blood water. in there. Yeah. <laughs> What's left is pretty goopy. Okay, so that's uh, our anatomy lesson for this episode. If you lose too much blood, the rest becomes goopy, so it doesn't flow out as easily. Yeah. So your life is saved. Yeah. (laughs) 
Also, I'm very confused because, like, Hakan used to be agile. Like, he could have easily jumped the fence <laughs> in the subway or he could have, yeah, like, yeah. the cart and killed or, like, opened the doors. I don't know. Like, he could have done something. Like, that scene was just stupid, I thought. Nissan has a really weird nose. I don't know if you guys really? noticed that in that scene. But she has like a didn't. like a little like know. divot in the middle of her nose, and then it's like larger on the her like right side or left side left side when she was talking to Hakan. I don't know. It was really bothering me. Look at pictures of her. No idea. But it definitely I... has a good side and a bad side, and they were definitely <laughs> filming her bad side. <laughs> Props, people on camera duty. Yeah. <laughs> It's so bad that they're trying to make her a love interest for Hakan now. I like, think, yeah, does this homie like, have to like, be every female? She was fingering his scar, and I was like, "Get off of him, you asshole!" <laughs> uh, Sammy, I thought you hated Hakan. I don't hate Hakan. I have sympathy for his patheticness. Oh literally, do not like. This is a new thing. <laughs> I, I like agree. Zaynep more, and I like Zaynep a lot, and I don't want to see her in some jealous feud again with another girl. She's weak. She got, she got sick from, like, not doing anything. Come on. <laughs> I really liked her banter with the coyote guy, who I don't know what his name is. The coyote guy? like The curly hair, you mean? Yeah, the one that He's stuck like him in. like a smuggler, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. I got that kind of coyote. Okay. Yeah. Burak. Burak, okay. Yeah, they had really cute flirtatiousness as she was dying of the plague. Happens when you're dying. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Also, she didn't tell anyone that she had the plague. And isn't it, like, transmittable between people? I think it's, like, cholera. I think it's just water. I don't know. It also worked however the props people wanted to work. Yeah. Yeah, Remember when they were all waiting outside that truck to get the the water and then this woman like started dying there and everyone ran away? Yeah, you're right. And she was like very up close and personal with Burak when she was threatening him and she was definitely spitting into his orifices. Hmm. So he probably has it now, but it's okay because that plot line is over, as you said earlier. Literally, that was the most insane thing. It's like, oh, let's threaten Zaynep's life for the third time in two episodes just to fix it in 10 seconds. Yeah. I also was really confused because they made it seem with like the like sounds of fighting in the background. I think we we as usual are having a problem with the sound effects, but I thought that she got the plague from opening the book. Like it was like a restricted section book. Agreed. And it, like, Agreed. Was at her. <laughs> that's, that's literally what it looked like. That's literally what. Yeah, they because they made like sounds of like warfare in the background as she was like appearing sick. It was very. Confusing. Oh, I missed that. I mean, would not surprise me if the history of the book made someone deathly ill in the show. <laughs> like that makes as much sense as everything else. <laughs> That fort was really cool where they went to confront Bezier and failed. I, I was going to say, it looks really cool. Is it real? Probably. I can't imagine. I mean, some props people ain't going to build that. Yeah, the props people can't build that. That's for sure. Also, 
Random question. Do you think those arrows can kill immortals too? Ooh. Good question, because they did, like, jump back from it. I, I, I think no. Yeah. I mean, unless it has that mortality elixir thingy. Like, I think the only thing that can kill an immortal is being suffocated, like, like killed by hand by another one. Like, I don't even think a weapon in the hand of an immortal would kill another immortal from what we've seen anyway so far. And then also, obviously, the dagger. So I think the arrow, unless it had, like, the mortality liquid thing somehow on the tip of it, which would be very elaborate. Um, I think it would just, like, they would just, like, gank it out of themselves with no goo. And then when they get trapped, and maybe I missed this because I was writing down to look at my notes, where did that flashlight come from? Did Faisal just have a flashlight in his pocket? He's always prepared. He travels with a flashlight? Yeah. You're around (laughs) for a thousand years, you learn to expect everything. (laughs) I don't know. Okay, and now to the real, real question. Okay. (laughs) How did we find Levant? Oh, man. Plot reasons. Like, I have no idea. Like, they don't even explain how, like, where they got the information. Ruya's like, I have a suspicion. And then, oh, and then Hakan gets it from the, like, graffiti artist. Oh, so then it it does make sense. Yeah. I mean. Hakan makes sense, I think. Ruya's doesn't at all. They don't even know where, like, they don't even show where he is. So it's weird. Like. We don't even know where the hiding spot is. Another, yet another fort. There's he a has lot a of theme, this guy. Fine, yeah. <laughs> I didn't understand. I, I hope it comes back at some point to why Vezir is paying people to tag walls with a weird symbol. Mm-hmm. Is that part of his plan? I think it's just like a constant, like, I'm here, bitches, like, campaign of awareness. <laughs> Because yeah, like showing up in your mirror thing. in your bathroom when you're naked wasn't enough. He yep. has to be like, I'm gonna be <laughs> on your walls too. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and, and he like has like it's a brand, like he wants to be it's like, yo. <laughs> I mean that's true. Like it is a brand because like he leaves it on his arrows, on the walls, on like everything, on people. He must yep. have taken Tyra Banks branding class. Just a plot device that Ruya wasn't willing to kill Levant, or was that nice? I think she was, I think she had a little, like, tiny bit of warmth toward him that kept her from doing that. It seemed like she was, like, I feel like she rolled her eyes at herself and then, like, left. She's like, oh, I should, like, there's no reason I shouldn't kill him, but I can't. Ugh, I suck. And then she left. You yeah. read a lot from her facial expressions. I mean, that might also be me narrating her, but like, <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I feel like, yeah, I feel like it was actual, uh, it was an actual kind of affection that she, I don't think she wanted it. Yeah, she felt it. Yeah, but I think it could also be like, like what, what didn't happen. I don't know, like what she, like a diff- an alternate reality where she falls in love with someone different and like is in power and all this stuff. Mm. Yeah, I guess it's it was kind of nice that that was her her undoing was like actually caring about someone was what really fucked yeah. her up in the end. It's poetic, Symbolic. ironic. 
beautiful. Also, again, this immortal elixir is a plot device. Like, they've never talked about this. And now, like, how useful would it have been for the loyal ones to just find yeah. these people and give them a drink and make them mortal? <laughs> again, like, this thing with these loyal ones having been around since, like, 1460-ish. Y'all don't know that? Like, that that exists? Y'all barely... Like, y'all didn't even know Faisal was an immortal. Like, it's crazy. These people... I loved how Zainab was like, I am the master of the loyal ones. And then I thought about it for a second and I was like, wait, there aren't any. (laughs) You're the master of yourself. (laughs) Which is still a bold and radical thing to say. It's true. YGG Zainab. (laughs) Yes, but I don't know. I kind of get the feeling that this uh, contraband dude is going to, and like Nissan are going to be like new loyal ones because like what else are they going to do? And now they know the whole story. So like what else are they going to do? I, for- I didn't say that in the recap, but they also end up telling this dude the whole story because he hates them and they need him to like favor him. Which, yeah. Okay. And I like what? him a lot actually. I think he could be a good addition to the loyal ones. He's, yeah, he has, he has good chemistry mm-hmm. and like not like, our friend John, who was just like the most blah <laughs> character. R.I.P. Little Bird. <laughs> little bird. <laughs> oh my god. I hope you're uh, playing chess with Jaylon in the afterlife. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, guys, I have to I think last time we recorded I made this comment. You guys are being very positive about these two new characters played by like pretty famous people. Just like uh, please have your suspicion organs on too, because like <laughs> They're both famous. They both know shit now. Are they well-intentioned? Oh, the woman who plays Nissan is famous? Yeah. Okay. With the weird nose? Again, only you've noticed this nose. <laughs> I, was, I just looked at photos for like five minutes. I don't see anything weird. <laughs> Maybe it was the props people giving her like an extra nostril or something for They're human like, interest. more beautiful people. <laughs> <laughs> We also, a question. A, start a petition to get these people fired. Yeah. <laughs> the show's over now, so never mind. <laughs> Wait, so Ezgi, um, so that that ties in into what I was gonna say, which is like we talked earlier on in the show about how Faisal is like very public, and that makes it like hard for him to be an immortal, I guess, because like like people know who he is, like people know his age, like he's not aging, he's not like he's like he's put a target on his back. Yep. And I think Vizier is like very obviously the complete opposite. Like he doesn't reveal his voice. He doesn't reveal his face. And I think, well, because they never reveal if Vizier was killed before. Like I, I guess like because Nissan asked. So like, oh, so he was one of the ones who was like revived in Hagia Sophia. But yeah. still like, I don't know. I mean, That's I true. guess. We don't know for sure. But, how they killed Vizier in the first place. Like, I don't think he would have let himself be killed. Well, we know it was um, Hakan original with the braid mohawk who killed him. And confusingly, with- that one, the, the ancestor is named uh, Harun, which is like not that different from Hakan. <laughs> oh, God. So, should we talk about the Faisal Ruya scene? Yeah. I fucking loved this scene. Loved it. It's very spiteful of him. It was awesome. It was perfect by itself because it was like so like soft and calm, which is like, you know, he wasn't like screaming and yelling, like very antithetical to his character. He was like super in character, but he was like, fuck you. 
It was awesome. I, I when I was watching it, I again, I guess I thought. I mean, it's kind of a, I don't know, like, okay, she, she deserved it. Like she as an individual deserved it, but I also hate how Ria has been like kind of pushed and pulled and put in so many like unpleasant situations ever since she's been on screen. Like she was super sickly and like useless at first. And then suddenly like, I don't know, took over the company, which was awesome. And then now it feels like she's in the back seat again and like super in the back seat now because she uh, is mortal. I mean, like, I, again, as an individual, I think she deserves this character arc, but it's just a pity to see like a woman oscillate from being useless to powerful to again useless. Um, I wish that, you know, I, I hope that she finds a way out of it or, or gets her revenge on him still because we need her to be conniving and keep it interesting. True. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I do think I the way that, that he attacked her was like very much like a two equals thing. You know, they mm-hmm. were just sitting there drinking their wine and discussing their differences instead of him like using his like physical right. presence over her. Right. Also, it but made uh, me okay. appreciate like what a good actor he is. I was like, damn, he's a good actor. Yeah, I think that scene is like what, what you said, Sammy, is really interesting. And I also think like he's very genuine in the sense that like he's like this is what I want in my life like I want like we could have had a daughter and mm. like I don't know how they would have had a daughter whatever <laughs> yeah. don't worry about it I don't want, I don't want like, <laughs> eggs or something probably ew. <laughs> <laughs> um well I guess maybe now they can if they're both mortal because he's also mortal now right like they, they both didn't drink, say that so. I yeah, had that as a that. question because they show the two glasses at, at the beginning and and he like he does this whole speech saying like I'm tired of being immortal like I don't see what's so cool about being immortal, so it gives me the sense that it's actually not as much a revenge as a way of saying like we're gonna do what I want and I'm tired of this and like I'm tired of going after you and I'm tired of like letting you emotionally manipulate me, so fuck it like we're just both gonna die and you know. Like if we can live a life together that's short and we have we can have kids or whatever, that's my dream. But if not, like then at least if you die and I die, we'll both like rest. Yeah. I like that interpretation. I had written down, did he take it? I don't know. But there were definitely a bunch of hints that he did. But you know, the props people will have like a little meeting, drink some raka and then decide what happened in the next episode, I think. The fake wine color did improve. Well, that's good. It did look like juice. It looked like vishnesu, like <laughs> or like more like pomegranate, like some juice with like some pulp, like foam in it. Yeah, yeah it that, did. That but good it was pulpy wine. It was better than the like pink lemonade that they had a couple episodes yeah. ago. Oh my god! Yeah. So, how many more episodes do you think Ria will be around? I mean, that you don't just make someone mortal and then like keep them around for too long do you vizier can like re like layla style re-immortal her right i was wondering the same thing oh like with the blood yeah yeah maybe who knows how the elixir works no one no one knows not even the screenwriters they just like produced it (laughs) (laughs) literally so crazy (laughs) also like really it's getting old 
like all of these like scenes where there's all this foreshadowing about like the protector not wearing the shirt and then they're going to kill him like i can't yeah one like more oh the, the shirt is tiring me out i'm gonna go bathe come on I mean, like, I know we've said this a hundred times, but, like, you don't need to take it off to shower. It's a tattoo. Yeah. I don't get it. Also, do we believe that it's really exhausting to wear it? I don't even believe it. I think he's a little wuss. I mean, at least if there was, like, some sort of drain, it would explain why these idiots keep taking off their shirt and getting killed. Because otherwise, there's absolutely no explanation except for inbreeding. (laughs) i think that's like they have to have like again like a plot reason a for protectors to be killed because they have to get killed at some point and b like if not they would just never take the shirt off ever Mm -hmm. so like there would be no moment of weakness Mm -hmm. yeah do you guys wish we had more levant in our lives or are you okay with ending his journey (laughs) That was I so overdue. I wanted more of him like earlier, like we've said before. Like I wanted him to have like a parallel story arc to Hawkons. Like cutting it short would have been fine. Like that's, that's how a lot of main characters are like suddenly killed off in, you know, post two thousand TV shows. But I think like introducing him to figure out the cricket thing and then <laughs> resolve other minor crises along the way and cause minor crises along the way only to kill them off when they're out of ideas like a total waste of one a pretty good actor and two um a pretty compelling you know arc that never happened with the two brothers who could both inherit the same kind of heroic title so dumb yep (laughs) but at this stage i'm glad he's gone Yeah, it was, like, to be honest, that storyline, like, it's been so many times that it's been, like, Hakan being, like, Levant, okay, I have to give him another chance. Everyone else being, like, you're going to regret this, and Hakan obviously regretting it. I do wish he'd had, like, a little bit more redemption before his death, but nothing could redeem him for Jaylon's death, so I guess that would have been pointless. Are we ready to move on to the history section? So now we're going to move on into our history section, and today we're going to talk about Tunal, which is the funicular that we saw in the scene with Hakan and Zeynep and Ruya and Faisal versus Vizier, Speaker Vizier and the chain. So who's going to take it away? I did research. I think Yay! I owe this group after like literally months of not doing research. <laughs> so I could, I could kick it off. So Tunad is, as Sammy said, a funicular line, just two stops, one at the south end of Istiklal um, Street, which is kind of the, I would say the main pedestrian thoroughfare of Istanbul. So we've seen it on the show multiple times. If you'll remember the kind of vintage red trolley, um, the nostalgic tramway, as they call it in Turkish, and the and the passage where Oh my God! What was his niche? Was it Nishet, his his adoptive yeah. name? Yeah, Hakan's adoptive father is killed in that passage just off of Istiklal Street. So it's a very iconic street. So the 
one side of the tunnel is at the end of Istiklal, just, I don't know, maybe a 10-minute walk uphill from the Galata Tower. And the stop that you would get off at then if you got on is in Karakoy. So actually when this was built in, I think, 1875, the Istiklal part wasn't called Beyoğlu, it was called it was called Pera, and then the Galata was the Karakoy part, but the names changed um, at that at that time. And I guess still a little bit now, not not so much, but at that time it was the glamorous, kind of super cosmopolitan. A lot of minorities and expats were living in Istanbul. So it was a very trendy neighborhood. Both ends of the Tunad were very trendy neighborhoods. And a Frenchman um, whose name I forget, I think it's, I can, I can look it up really quick. I think it was like Garvand or something. One second. Yeah, it's, it's Gavon. Yeah. Gavon. Gavon. Uh-huh. He uh, was visiting Istanbul and like couldn't believe that all those people were commuting on foot between the two centers of banking, kind of commerce and I don't know, the good life as well. So he designed the funicular and presented it to the the Sultan and it got built. And to the, I mean, it's been open, I think to this day, maybe closed a few times for minor renovation. And they, I think they made it kind of extra earthquake proof um, in 2007, but it's been running continuously pretty much. It's the second oldest underground rail line in the world after the London Underground, um, which was built in 1862, I think. So yeah, it's, or 1863. So uh, anyway, like a, you know, like a decade older, just about um, than the Tunet. And obviously bigger, this was only two stops. But it's cool, you can still ride it with the Istanbul transportation card. It's, it's integrated with all the other public transit in Istanbul. It's a heck of a lot more pleasant than walking uphill. I usually, when I'm with uh, first-time visitors, especially, and TBH myself, I, I will not walk up that those hills, uh, all those stairs and stuff. I'll walk down maybe to Karakoy from Beyoğlu, but if I'm going to get back up to that hill, it's not going to be on foot. So it's still super convenient. There's also a, a Taksim to Kabatash uh, funicular line that's way more um, recently built. That's on the other end of Istiklal Street. But I mean, yeah, I don't, I mean, not advisable to walk up those hills on foot. So very convenient still. And it's neat because the little station is always full of cats the, on the Istiklal side. So it's really cute. Good photo op because it's got like the old tile work and the vintage looking cars the the funicular cars so it's a it's a pretty iconic spot especially on the Istiklal side so it's one of my favorite places in Istanbul even though you know not as useful as some other forms of public transit but gets you up that hill so a plus yeah I mean I would say that it's it's pretty amazing that something that old is still like a very central part of the transportation network. Like mm-hmm. I've walked up that hill a couple times and I will never do it again unless the tunnel is out of operation. I actually yeah. stayed the last time I was in Istanbul, like just below the Galata tower. And I would walk up 10 minutes to take the tunnel down instead of actually walking all the way down the hill, yeah. which is actually not that far. It's just really steep and really hard. Yeah. Yeah. And 
when Hakan and Zeynep are coming to the meeting, they straight up just walk around the turnstiles, which I there's how could yeah. you have a place where think, you could just walk around the turnstiles? Yeah, I don't think that exists. I don't like there's like zero honor system in Turkey. Like you have to release this stuff. Like you have to scan your card at every opportunity, and there's absolutely no like gaps. <laughs> that was ridiculous, and also like goes to our prior point of Hakan losing his agility because he yes. was too lazy to jump over the turnstile. Yes. Yep. Tuna is a fun place, but the props and set design people once again. Ridiculous. <laughs> All right. Thank awesome. You. Thank you, Eski, for doing the research. I won't do it again for like three more months now. So. <laughs> Just fall back into my old habits. <laughs> So now we're going to move on into everyone's favorite section, which is what the yeah. fuck. And um, maybe like a little bit of a crying counter slash freak out counter because Hakan definitely does his signature screaming freak out at the end of the episode. Yeah, that was a long uh, fade to black where it just wouldn't fade to black to credits. I really wanted to. And he kept like sobbing and hanging, <laughs> hanging his head in despair. <laughs> And they were having such a nice little moment. Like, I think Zeynep and Nissan were, like, chatting about clothes or something. They were all hanging out. But wasn't meant to be. All right. So I could do my what the fucks. Yeah. I have, we've mentioned most of these. I have what the fuck bald cap because it was truly painful. Uh, but I do like the hairstyle. The hairstyle is dope. I have what the fuck turnstile walking around because that's bullshit. <laughs> I have, what the fuck, Hakan, this is a serious one, leaving Zeynep with this random crim criminal that you've known for a day. Like, yep. that was so messed up. He should never, had never have left her. I really like that quote, random criminal you've known for a day. I mean, really, like, I get that the guy seems, like, very trustworthy, but he's literally a criminal that you paid to smuggle you in. So yeah. let's not be leaving your lady love with him. And then I have the classic, what the fuck, don't take your shirt off ever. Just don't. Just don't do it. No. Bad. What about you guys? What do you have? I thought it was because you thought he was ugly without a shirt. <laughs> I was like, oh. No, you guys think he's ugly, ugly without a shirt. I'm still holding out hope that there's an eight-pack I'm convinced. I'm convinced. No, I mean, I'm sure he's not fat or anything, but he doesn't have, like, six-pack abs like he did in the first season. I don't yeah, think. yeah. He's a big boy. Um, chunky boy. <laughs> He's um, a chunky boy. <laughs> oh god, I forgot my what the fucks, but I guess the first one is Zeynep being sick and not telling anyone. Yeah, yeah that, was that was very irresponsible that was very from stupid. the master of the loyal ones. <laughs> <laughs> also, like, what the fuck Faisal for giving her that drink. The, like, the first thing that came into my head was like, consent? What are you doing? <laughs> but I guess like, that's the whole plot. It is the immortal equivalent of Rufy's. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Way worse. Also, like, they found the, the antidote, whatever. They just give it to Zeynep. They don't give it to the whole city. So, like, they're just 
Like, that's kind of what the fuck to me, like... I think we're meant to assume that the 12 vials that Stranger Danger is carrying will cure the entire city. Yeah. That's what I I thought. Because I'm pretty sure we're just completely done with that plot line now. Yeah. Just what the fuck Faisal and uh, Ruya, like, they seem to have all this information about Vizier that's now just coming out, and then they also fall into his trap. Yeah, they, like, were literally down at, like, loyal one level this episode, just running after him and then falling into a trap door. That was pretty pathetic. I really, I mean, yeah, I, I was gonna basically say that, actually, Sophia, like, like, again, what the fuck to the, mostly just the screenwriters again, mine, mine always seem to be directed at the story, like, the plot elements specifically, but, like, they keep outdoing themselves with these ridiculous like contradictions so as has already been said why didn't we know about this mortality elixir at all but it's like so fucking known too by saw oh yes the myth of the elixir super like yeah matter of fact so then like same with the like and it seems like at any one time there can only be one competent villain and everyone else is bumbling around like (laughs) like when Ria suddenly got to be super powerful, Faisal was literally like, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like, like, just like tripping over himself, doing nothing, like generally like looking fatter than he actually is. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to me anyway, like, why can't we have multiple villains with competing agendas? Isn't that more interesting? Like, why do we, why, like, I don't know. It seems like they don't even trust the audience to be able to keep up with the different machinations and plot i think so i think that's kind of insulting actually that you know we can only focus on one big bad at a time i think that's such a good point i hadn't thought about that before but as soon as a new villain rises to prominence the old villain either allies with our heroes or becomes completely useless (laughs) yeah it's like why like why would that ever happen these beings have been around for a thousand years like it's normal for them to one be sick of each other which they all clearly are and two try to accomplish different things with their like crazy powers uh and yet they can't i don't know so and yeah also exactly what sophia said why do they seem to know everything about vizier and are now just remembering it and also are unable to like use that information to help themselves like they still fell into the damn trap like sophia said so what the fuck (laughs) That's all I had. That's good. Rant, rant for this pod over. But <laughs> every episode has a rant. All right. So thank you all so much for listening. Next time we will t- be talking about season three, episode three. And uh, I guess we dedicate this episode to Levant. Maybe like what Levant could have been as opposed to what Levant was. So, you know, RIP, dude. We hope you <laughs> do better in your next role. <laughs> Thanks, guys.